On this week's episode of Friend Code, Ian shares their Fire Emblem Three Houses impressions, the new Switch rumors, they're back, and we're going to talk about the future of Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Welcome to a new episode of Friend Code. I'm your host, Michael Damiani. This week, I'm joined by Bradley Ellis. Achievements. Ian Hink. No achievements ever. Achievements and no achievements. <laughs> What do I'm you just think? Kidding, I'm just kidding. A friendly wager by the end of the Switch's life cycle. Like the, system-based achievements? Because they're well, starting to put them in games. No, we're talking Luigi about like them. the system level oh, achievements. Yeah. No, well, no. Well, they have yeah, one. No. No. See, no, no. <laughs> no. We all know better here. Then we, we couldn't keep doing achievement yourself. <laughs> I know. Actually, that would be funny if like Nintendo sent us like a, a, an email or something to say, "Hey, uh, so by the way, we just want to give you a heads up that the Switch will be having yeah, system level sorry. achievements, <laughs> and uh, we'd like you to stop your show. Yeah. Uh, it's not necessary anymore. <laughs> Maybe they'll credit us as no. I'm kidding. Anyway, we're going to talk about a bunch of stuff today. As mentioned, Ian Overbreak finished their Fire Emblem Three Houses playthrough. Yeah, good stuff. Um, can't blame me this time. There, everyone is talking about the new Switch model rumors. They're back this time. It's the more powerful unit rumors. Yeah. Since we got the Switch Lite already, that came true. We got the more powerful one. And then last episode, we did a 2020 preview episode, and we didn't talk about Smash Brothers at all. Oh no. Which we talk about Smash Brothers a lot on this mm-hmm. show, so that's probably why no comments said. Hey, where's Smash Brothers right away? Then people are like, wait a second, you didn't talk about it. And I know speculating fighters is like the cool thing to do. When we get to it, we're actually not going to talk about what we think the new fighters are. I want to talk about some other stuff for Smash Brothers Uh that might be more interesting to other people who are just like obsessed with the new guest fighters that are going to be appearing in it. But before we get into any of that, um, everyone have a good break? Yeah. Yeah, man. Feel well rested. I was trying to shake off some rust at the beginning here. It had been two weeks since I've been in front of a (laughs) microphone and camera, so I was just like, ah, I can do this. Definitely Um, getting back in the swing of things this week. It's it's good to be back. It was getting like, ah, just not seeing any of my friends and stuff. All right, let's let's do this. (laughs) And also, before we start talking about any of these topics, I have a few fun things I want to talk about at the beginning. Uh, These aren't really like big news stories, there's things I came across while like screen you know, uh, just looking around the internet for actual news there wasn't really any but these headlines kind of like oh this could be kind of fun just to talk about for a second so this is part of our quick topics section okay quick topics quick and this topics. first one Hideo Kojima originally wanted Boktai that that the game that he made with vampires that the, the sunlight and everything oh, okay. he originally wanted it to measure bad breath <laughs> with the DS's microphone awesome <laughs> So here, in an April 2003 interview conducted by Nintendo Dream that was recently translated by uh, Shmuplations, Hideo Kojima stated, sometime last year, so that would have been in April, or in 2002, I think I approached Shigeru Miyamoto at Nintendo and gave a presentation pitch. In the beginning, it wasn't just a sunlight sensor. I actually wanted to include a sensor that measured how your breath smelled too. I really wanted to add that. Enemies, the enemies are vampires, right? So if you ate something garlicky, you breathe on the mic. They die. <laughs> Guys, we have to do this. Mm-hmm. But the rest of the staff all hated the idea. 
Then I could have had a. Uh, then he goes on to say, I could have had a sunlight version and a breath version, like alluding to Pokemon having like. Oh, <laughs> two versions. Bakhti Sun and Bakhti Breath. Dude, I'd buy the Bakhti breath version. And, and then he makes a joke. Hey, they could have even been a holy water version too. Might have been neat. Sprinkle it on it, and they die. <laughs> And so does your your DS. <laughs> he goes on to remark that they said that it would probably damage people's DSs if they yeah. put water in it. The final kind of cool nugget later in the interview is that during the pitch to the this like Nintendo this like business meeting room with like Nintendo executives, Hideo Kojima performed a live song during the pitch for Baktai set to Pikmin's love theme. What? Where he wrote the original lyrics for like pitching Baktai. <laughs> And he goes, when they finished, they were completely stony, uh, stony silent. It was like some typical comedy routine with me the fool and them all the straight guy. <laughs> That's awesome. So, it, I love thinking about Kojima having to like pitch things and like people hearing his crazy ideas and just being like, what? <laughs> just him bursting out into song like that yeah that's awesome and i'm like not like reacting at all this is like uh uh yeah that's that's really cool to hear um especially the garlic stuff it reminded me of a story i heard about a, a student approach to Miyamoto like in the 80s or 90s at like a student presentation about a vampire game about sucking blood was the main mechanic and they were how they the Mimo's criticism was about how players uh, press the buttons on the controller to actually suck the blood. Mm-hmm. Oh. It should he said it should have been like you press down instead of what you're doing just hit the button once. Press down to like bite into them, and then as you let go, it's like the sucking like that triggers the sucking part. So instead oh. of just like one hit, mm. you know you want them to hold it down and then release. Oh. Sure, yeah. And that student was like, oh my gosh, that's so amazing and stuff. So. <laughs> Um, next up, Corey Barlog tweeted he really wants a certain Nintendo series to return. Mm. So, you know how on Twitter or social media, someone will post a question like, if you can have one of these, but something else ceases to exist. Right. Someone did that for Nintendo. It's like, hey, if you could bring back any dormant or dead Nintendo series, but kill one of their more popular ones, which would it be? Do you have any idea what Corey Barlog said to bring back? Yeah. How long has it been gone? It has been gone for 10 years. 10 years? Kid Icarus? Has that been 10 no. years? It's been gone for 10 years, but it, uh, like most of every Nintendo game, it has made appearances in Smash Brothers. Oh. So, But it has not had a new entry in its own series oh, since 2010. I, almost, I wanted to say The Conduit, but then... <laughs> it was a originally a GBA series, and then its last Man. entry was... Golden Sun. In a tweet from December 29th, Corey said the following. Dear Nintendo, my body is ready for a modern Golden Sun game built on the still smoldering ashes of literally every one of these popular franchises like Pokemon, Smash Brothers, Zelda, (laughs) Mario. uh, These franchises, I love them very much, just not as much as Golden Sun. In conclusion, you have my sword and my bow and my axe. Hugsies, Corey. <laughs> dude, if Corey made, what if he made a golden? What if he made crazy. it, dude? So yeah, I was like, yeah, this got me thinking. It's like you know, Nintendo and Microsoft had a little bit of you know yeah, working relationship working, going yeah. there. Um, what if Nintendo were you know people have said like to bring back a dormant franchise, maybe license out the IP. I think 
you know, they'd ever be like, hey, Corey, your team over there at Sandbox Studio, would you like to uh, Dude, anything's do possible. Golden Sun? I mean, I don't know if. Yeah, I wonder if Sony would even go for that. They'd be like, no, get back to work. Yeah, like, they'd be God like, make up. Yeah, like, yeah, what's the God of War 2 progress? It's done when it's done. Wasn't that one of the things that yeah, I think he so. kind of visibly seemed it's like it's done. it looked like he was being pressured by like oh, Sony yeah, execs? Yeah, like, yeah. hey, we want to take our time. Oh, yeah. PSX, on the couches. Right? Yeah, 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 the PSX yeah. on the couches. Yeah. That was weird. Sean Layton kept asking. There was some weirdness there. So it's like, but I could tell that Corey's a really big fan of this. For those... I mean, this is a Nintendo podcast. You should, they, our audience should know what Golden Sun is. Mm-hmm. Uh, RPG series developed by Only Camelot. Two, right? Three of them. Uh, oh, there's Camelot, three? Yeah. So there's orig- the original Golden Sun, uh, The Lost Age, and then th- those were the GBA games. Oh, there's two. And on those GBA. were two okay. parts of one whole game. I gotcha. So you're kind of technically right. Gotcha. Um, and then Dark the Dawn was the DS yeah. game. That was it. <laughs> yeah. And now the the Dark Dawn's like a, a sequel set 30 years later. Involves like the ki- like Isaac was the main character of the original two games. And then it's his son who's mm. the main character of this, and yes, it's been ten years, and uh, it has it had a really unique battle system. Like use these gin, these little like creatures that look like Pokemon, and they were all elemental. And like when you use certain abilities enough times, like they stacked and like made them more powerful, mm-hmm. and like they got they grew for like bigger too and could do more powerful spells. It was it was pretty good. Cool. A lot of puzzles, like like a lot of dungeon stuff that was like Zelda esque, and. It was. I liked in story. Mm-hmm. It was very open. Like it wasn't in like it wasn't a lot of hand holding in the game. Oh, okay. Yeah. Was there a question about that on Mysterious Monsters? I remember Kyle answering Mysterious. Jin. Oh yeah. Yes, probably. the creatures, the magic creatures. I'll let you cast your nice. spells. I did watch that, uh-huh. and I saw that. I, I like before Kyle said it. I was like, I know what it is. Wait, it was like Jin? Camelot? Didn't they make Mario Golf? Mm-hmm. Oh man. So yeah, they're they're, they're probably busy working. What was on their Mario. last game? Oh jeez, they made a. Uh, I forget. They didn't do tennis, right? No, uh, did they? The the Switch one. Yeah, I forget. I mean, everyone wants them to make the RPG Mario Golf. Yeah. I, mean, I know it's like one of Kyle's most wanted games for Dude, them to I do. Mario Golf but so like bad. Golden Sun, I, I I want both. I want yeah. them to make a like, do both RPG Mario Golf and then make me a new Golden Sun game. Oh, what if Retro was making Golden Sun? <laughs> oh, that was their other game. I just want like one day Retro to come out like an employee be like, here's the book of our canceled games. It's literally every rumor <laughs> yeah. ever was yeah, true. Every rumor. So sick. <laughs> They've all been true. Yeah, he just goes, it's true. All of it. All the stories you've hold, uh, heard. Uh, yeah, I thought that was cool. Uh, finally, our last little quick news topic here. Weekly Famitsu in Japan polled 132 game devs and celebs to compile a best of 2019 list mm. for the most recent issue. I want to play a really quick game. Let's see if you can guess any of the games some of these famous developers picked as their favorites of the for year. 2019. So I'll give you the developer Nintendo name. Nintendo games only, I imagine. Uh, no. Oh. There are some Nintendo games. Oh. I, I thought they would be limited. They're, they're, uh, all of them almost picked a, a Nintendo game, at least one Nintendo game. So there's multiple. So not everyone has picked one game. Okay. Some oh. people did only pick one, but some picked like five games. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So first up, Yoko Taro. Yoko Taro? Oh, man. Their favorite game of 2019. Was and none of them picked their game? own games. None right. of them picked right. their own right. games. Uh, I could see him liking Disco Elysium <laughs> or I'll Outer you, Wilds. I'll give you a hint. It was only one game, and it is a Nintendo game. Fire Emblem? Fire Emblem? No. Uh. Only one game in a Nintendo game. Yoko Taro. Astral Chain? Yes. Yeah, I was like, that's a good guess. Yoko Taro picked Astral Chain. Yeah. Okay, this next one. Uh, Katsura Hoshino, the Persona 5 director. Okay. Fire Emblem. No. Oh. This one... Uh, <laughs> They're similar. 
I've t- I picked two games from their list. One of them eventually is a port of a game that's now on Switch. Hmm. The other is a exclusive to another platform. Hmm. Death Stranding? That's one of them. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you, Death Stranding was that the like picked a lot. Yeah, I was I gonna bet, say I bet yeah. I got picked a uh, lot. This next one is a it is a game. It is a third installment of this series. And it is a game that did not come out this year. It was mm. just re-released this year. Doom for Switch. Or, or no, last year. I guess in Japan it came out this 2019, but it was 2018 for Switch when it came out here. Okay. Third. Jeez. It did have Nintendo exclusive stuff in it oh. as uh, part of the Diablo. There you Diablo go. Diablo three. Yeah. Okay. Wow. There you go. Next up, Hideaki Itsuno mm-hmm. for Devil May Cry series. Dragon Star. Nope. <laughs> These are both <laughs> Nintendo games. <laughs> and the most unlikely of Nintendo. Oh, really? Um, Pokemon? No. Oh. Shoot. Unlikely. One Nintendo of them is game. technically not a game. It, it, it was a, a thing Nintendo put out. Oh. I think, what? The the Wii Fit thing, whatever it's called again? Ring no, Fit, Ring not Fit? Ring Fit Adventure. The uh, The other thing. Their other experiment they oh, did. Oh, God, I don't remember. It's too many over time for me to uh, think. The only other weird peripheral I can think of is the Pokeball that Switch did. It was an experience. <laughs> it's an experience. Oh, Labo. There you go. <laughs> oh, Labo. What about Labo? The other one is a crossover game. Oh, a crossover game? It's Mario the... and Rabbids. Almost. Oh, Mario and Sonic... At the Olympics. What? There you go. That's in the games. <laughs> two favorite games of 2019. There you go. Uh, Not what I expect from him. All right, Brad. Yoshinori Kitase. <laughs> Kitase? Yeah, Final Fantasy VII's director. Yeah. Producer, sorry. Uh, I put three games on here. They are <clears throat> all so So Death Stranding? That's Death one. Death Stranding, for yeah. sure. One of these did not come out in 2019. Got a war. Yeah, it was war. last year. Got a war. Not got a war. Oh shoot! But it's a Sony exclusive. Spider Man. Spider Man. Marvel Spider Man. And the last one is also Sony. Came out earlier this year. Hmm. Why can't I think right now? Sony only. Yeah, right Sony exclusive. Oh, Days Gone. Days oh. Gone. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> You know what? I can see it with Final Fantasy 15, kind of. Days gone. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Cool. <laughs> All right, we got two more. Uh, Katsuhiro Harada of the Tekken series. Mm. Uh, I put two down. He had a bunch of games, but the cool. one is an indie game. Uh, mm. Came out on Switch, but wasn't exclusive to Switch. Uh, the other is one of the biggest gaming series. The newest entry in the one of the largest gaming series. Pokemon. No. Fire oh. Emblem. No, it's not a Nintendo series. Oh. Game isn't even on on Nintendo. This, this, the other one. Mm. Madden. <laughs> no, That'd but you're like in... FIFA? The show. Like that level of like how big it is. Call of Duty? Call of Duty. Yeah. Call of Duty yeah, Modern Warfare is one of them, and the other one's an indie game. That came out on Switch was not was I'll, not. I'll, I'll give you a big hint. Brad reviewed this. Katana Zero? No. Hollow Knight? No, I didn't. Shovel Knight? No. I don't uh, did he review it or he did, su- he did something with it? I don't remember what I did. 
Maybe you did like a you talking about a frame trap or something. It's more of an art style game with art platforming. Style, yeah. Grease. Oh yeah. Grease. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, I did review that. Forgot about that. <laughs> that was really that, interesting. That's Har- one of Harada's favorite games. Interesting. And finally, Hideki Kamiya. Uh Astral Chain? Nope. Can't wow. pick their own game. Oh, RE2. No. This is like <laughs> this is the game where people are joking why things get delayed from him now. That he's gonna go become a professional player of this game. Oh, dude, I don't know this joke. It is a Nintendo Fortnite? exclusive. Oh. Not, Smash? Wait, not what did you say before? I said Fortnite, but it's not. Oh, okay, Nintendo. no, no. That was before not you said Smash. Nintendo. Nope. It not is Fire not. An, it's not a Nintendo Splatoon? first party game. Oh, it's not Nintendo first no. party. But it's exclusive to Switch. Oh, man. And it has online. <laughs> In fact, the whole game's concept is based around online. Oh, no, I don't know, dude. What? Tetris 99. There you yeah, go. That's <laughs> really easy. 99. I didn't know that's super funny. I'm like, online? So, just real quick to wrap this up, here are the top 10 games. When all okay. was said and done with all the votes, this is what those 132 developers and celebrities picked. Number one was Death Stranding. Number two is Dragon Quest Walk, which is oh, their version really? of Pokemon sure, Go. Yeah. Oh, okay. I can see that. Uh, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice was three. Sure. Fire Emblem Three Houses was fourth. Sure. Ring Fit Adventure was five. Wow. Pokemon Sword and Shield was six. Days Gone was seven. <laughs> Monster Hunter. World Iceborne was yeah, eight, yeah. Dragon Quest Builders 2 was nine, and Apex Legends was number Apex, 10. Apex, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Those A were surprising it. list. Yeah. Yeah, super I surprising. was just shocked when I was reading everyone's favorites. I was like, whoa. Days are, Gone. Yeah, Days Showing Gone is just really popular uh-huh. for some reason. Let's talk about Fire Emblem Three Houses. Yeah. And you finally finished playing through it. Yeah. And from what I can see from the, a lot of our viewers is that there's a lot of surprise that you ended up finishing it and actually liking it. I, here's the thing. Yeah. I was shocked that I liked it. Well, don't you like tactics RPGs? I do like tactics RPGs, but I cut the review for this um, and because Ben reviewed it, right? And I yes. remember, I remember like some of his complaints. I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds really annoying. Um, and the first the – first animation cinematic whatever not first i guess but like second big animation of the game has some like fan servicey moments in it and that stuff usually kind of makes you know turns me off to a game um but weirdly that was like one of the only times that that shows up in the game uh and yeah i don't know i ended up with just getting it i can't remember what even pushed me over the edge to get it i was just like well we're gonna have to talk about it for goatees, so I might as well try it. And yeah, I didn't you're expect gonna be to. Gone, so yeah, and I was be like, a good road trip game. Right, I had a lot of plane rides. I flew from L.A. to Orlando, from Orlando to San Diego, from San Diego to Minneapolis, from Minneapolis to uh, L.A. So I had a lot of time, <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, I just wound up falling in love with this game, and uh, it has the time mechanic, but it didn't stress me out in the same way that Persona does. Um, cause I don't know. It doesn't seem as stringent mm. with how you use your time. Um, and the characters I just thought were like, by and large, the writing is pretty good. The characters are all really interesting. I really liked Black Eagles. That was the house I chose. Um, and the path I took, I don't want to say too much cause I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't done it, but like I, I gather the path I took is not maybe the mainline path that most people take. I found myself wondering if I was the bad guys or the good guys <laughs> for part of the latter cool. half of the game. Um, 
pretty sure I'm the good guys, but I don't know. I want to talk <laughs> with you, Damiani, about it since you've beaten it 800 times. I started a new game plus with Golden Deer, nice. but I'm like just just barely into that. Um, played on normal, casual. No. I, I couldn't stand to see any of these people die. <laughs> yeah, it's like I want to hear sure. their story. <laughs> right, yeah. Like I don't want to miss out. Yeah, it's the um, beauty of the game. And I wasn't really there to be like... Yeah. You know, challenged. I just wanted to totally. like have fun and hang out with my friends. I didn't. It, it's rare for me to to not want a game to end. Um, <laughs> there was definitely definite moments um, before one of the big choices I had to make, where I was just like, "Man, I never want this to stop," you know. And um, I, I got like Suikoden two vibes from it, like the collecting. Yeah, like collecting your party and like I didn't really recruit too many people. I got Shamir to help me out. Because I thought that she would just help me for a month and then leave, but she just joined my team. And I was like, <laughs> okay, all right. Um, but on this playthrough, I'm going to try to recruit like everybody. Mm. I, don't, I don't know if there's a limit. but um, There are some restrictions based on what house you take. Uh-huh. There will be certain characters, no matter what you do, you'll not be well, able I to Well, I imagine like the house leader. But and- in general, yes, you can recruit pretty much anyone. And and if any number out. of people. Yeah, exactly. So like you could end up with a house of like twenty six people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you basically just like stole the other houses. Like, That'd be great. Put the, the you know the other professors out of you know work. It's like hey, you don't have a class anymore. You don't have a class anymore. That would be great. And like, yeah, I I spent most of the time with my house my first playthrough. I didn't really talk to the other houses all that much. I mean, I definitely did every dialogue in every explore every month, but like, I didn't try to pursue other people so i i I wasn't overly attached but there were a few times later in the game when i got people to like come over to my side and stuff and i was like yeah this is great Mm -hmm. (laughs) um yeah i don't know it's just jolly vibes the jolly vibes last for a really long time and uh and everyone's motivations were realistic i thought and yeah, I just really liked it. I was su- I'm, I'm surprised too. Yeah, they give a lot of time to characters actually, yeah. which is yeah. very nice. Yeah, I'm really glad you liked it. Yeah, this this is a game. I felt the same way. I I, I really had a good time playing it. Yeah, uh, I wanted to keep playing it. That's why I went through all the different things. Yeah, I'm kind of curious. I know you said you started your second playthrough and you mm-hmm. did pick Golden Deer. The first time I picked a new house in my second playthrough, I was so it felt weird to I me. I feel like I'm mm. a monster. Yeah. I feel like I'm cheating on my house. I'm it betraying feels, my house. It, I paid. I'll tell you this. Yeah. I paid. So I married. <laughs> I married Dorothea, at the end of my game, and um, which I thought was very sweet, and the 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 cutscene was very nice. And I did I did watch the Edelgard cutscene <laughs> on YouTube just because I was curious because I accidentally saved over my file, uh, but I had them both at S, so I could have you know I was split pushing, uh, <laughs> but um, I. On New Game Plus, you can spend renown to like up stuff to how you had it on your first playthrough. Mm-hmm. First thing I did was just get Dorothea back up to S. <laughs> well, I raised <laughs> my professor level to A, A plus or whatever, and then I got Dorothea up to S because I'm like I'm gonna try to get her to join my house. <laughs> but like, yeah, <laughs> I felt like I felt bad. I felt like I was cheating on. Uh, there was one character though. Um, I won't say who. Um, but I did think about taking it off casual, getting them killed, and then putting it back on casual <laughs> so they would be gone. But I think that probably the story wouldn't have let that happen. But mm-hmm. um, I have some ideas, but who knows? <laughs> we could talk about it. Later. Yeah, it felt like uh, one of the best ways to get a small taste of like 
if you could travel between alternate timelines. Yeah. It's like, hey, what if I had never known any of these other students and I chose this path? Like, I love that. The what if. One of the characters actually says something like that, like midway through the game. They're like, do you ever think about what would have happened like if you made a different choice? Like, <laughs> what if you were the teacher of, the, uh, of a different house? You know? <laughs> it's like, yeah, this is exactly what you're doing here. Um, it's the best way I can put my feelings for Fire Emblem. It's, it is a... It is a flawed game that is just an absolute joy yeah. and pleasure to play. Like it has that X factor ingredient of just you want to keep playing it. It keeps you playing it despite its issues. Yeah, and it's it's like that great example of like it's not like it, 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 most people won't rank it up there as like one of the highest like in you know, like a ten or a nine point whatever. But it's that whole like do like its whole balance of like do review scores really determine greatness of a game like you know people are having such a great time with this game despite it having flaws like right. popular versus like you know critical well, and, and it, stuff like that it's with like, a game yeah. like this too it's kind of interesting because like i saw one one comment or review or whatever that was railing on it and they're saying like and then the monotony sets in you know like the complaint was like that you just end up doing the same stuff over and over again and i'm like that's one of my favorite things about it like i love the like cozy kind of the loop loop yeah the gameplay loop um and like i know i remember from ben's review like he had to knock it down just because of a few technical things and yeah. like some frame rate hits and like some stuff like that that there were there are a few mechanics in the game that seem a little half-baked you know but i mean i still think i would give it like a nine or so personally like it's one of my favorite games of the year yeah even though I, I i would score other games higher than it that i played this year me too, but yeah. like based like that doesn't inherently mean like i would pick those other games over this as potentially my game of the year or something it's just it's that weird thing to explain it's like like the current like you know review systems that most people use like it contradicts like even, this even games that i yeah would give a higher score to as like a technical artistic achievement yeah i liked less than this game yeah you, know? you don't <laughs> like the highest you can enjoy a game that didn't score as high you can right. have more fun with it despite its flaws swimming in seven it's like yeah it's, yeah, it's like you were swimming in seven it's like mm-hmm. it, it, it's yeah it's just everyone has a different experience it um uh, and again i'm really happy that you, you enjoyed playing this and are gonna keep I'm playing it <laughs> uh, I got a, I got a, two questions from patrons. Oh, okay. uh, one uh, for you is uh, Ian comes from Straw Hat Ninja. Uh, greetings, allies! I'm so glad Ian uh, is continuing to play Fire Emblem Three Houses. I was just wondering, uh, since they seem to really enjoy playing this, uh, will you go back and play any of the previous games, or at least are you going to try and play any future games? Uh, pers- there's, there's, here's their advice. Personally, I would skip Fates and play Awakening. I would love to recommend mm-hmm. playing Path of Radiance and Radiant Dawn, but I'm still waiting to play them myself. Uh, release them on Switch already. Nintendo, love and respect. Is Awakening on Switch? So Awakening, no. No, Awakening's 3DS one oh, okay. is the game. The first one. It was the one that, if it didn't do well, would have spelled the end right. of the Fire oh, Emblem right, series. Right, right. And I reviewed that back at Game Trailers. Uh, yeah, and it's really good. Uh, until was this Fates one. on Switch. Uh, no. no, this is the only, only Switch. This is the yeah. only okay, okay, Switch okay. Fire Emblem, and the other two they mentioned, Path of Radiance and Rain Dawn, are GameCube and Wii games. Ah. Uh, they are. Aren't those your favorite? They're, they're two. Those yeah, the two GameCube are my one? favorite overall yeah. Fire Emblem okay. games. This harder... they've always been Nintendo exclusive, right? Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. I have a weird memory of play- of having a game very similar. To- it must have been Tactics Ogre. There's Tactics Ogre. Tactics, there's Tactics, Tactics Ogre. Ogre. There's Advance Wars. There's when I was uh, a kid, Vandal Hearts. I am Vandal Hearts. Because yeah. I was all about Tactics Ogre and Vandal Hearts uh, and all Sega that series, stuff. The Sega series, I'm forgetting its name right now, is also a tactical RPG back then. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, um, it, but yeah, is there I would anyone? say, 
I would say the chances are low, probably because for me, it's always kind of hard to go backwards technologically. Mm. Like, because I can see all the technological things, and from what I've heard from the previous ones, like the things that they've done to streamline and make just quality of life stuff, I know I would miss those things. Um, plus, I have a 3DS. I don't love playing games on the 3DS. It just feels kind of like, I don't know. Awakening is one I really thing. want them to port to Switch. Yeah. I would like, love if they that. port it to yeah. Switch, for sure I'll play it. For sure. Um, and I, I'm with you on the quality of life stuff. Like, yeah. Oh, well, some of those older games... They're going to be a little bit difficult to get. Yeah, they're way more intense. Especially after playing Three Houses. Which I heard, yeah, is a little, like, not dumped down, obviously, but, like, streamlined in a a lot of ways. Like, they took the circle out, the weapon circle. Yeah, the uh, the Sal, sword beats axe, axe beats lance, lance beats sword. They're like, yeah, Yeah. they can get rid of that. Um, Hard difficulties, though. There is a... Some semblance of that, uh, and this game definitely, yeah, they, they, has they gave some you like it's kind of yeah. interesting because they went to like the RPG skill system. Like, if you are you can get like if you attack a certain type of ETEP, like uh, an axe wielder with a sword with this sword critical buff, I forget the name of it, but like when you go to their skills, yeah, yeah. you can pick certain skills, and yeah. one of those is the old thing this is weapon is better than yours so you will get an extra damage boost when mm-hmm. going against them I'm like oh there it is it's just not yeah, required yeah it has a little arrow up on and it. it's more beneficial on the harder difficulties than on the lower ones but yeah uh, the but like the streamlining the quality of life stuff like it's best comparison is like people who played monster Hunter world trying to go back and play right. the more traditional monster hunters it's like i find it yeah. hard to go back and play generations uh, monster mm-hmm. hunter cuz i'm just like oh boy <laughs> you know like all the little things add up but feature Fire Emblem game. Oh, for sure. As yeah. long as like, and there's nothing weird with it uh, uh, on the like surface level, right? And yeah. I don't know, like, it's very possible that just this hit me at the right time, and it was the right mood, mm-hmm. and like the setting was interesting enough for me, like, because I really just liked the vibes of this game. They were just such nice vibes. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just yeah, really nice. There was something I wanted to say, but now I don't remember what it was. I have uh, uh, Andrew has one last question about Fire Emblem, and it's, we, we were talking a little bit about the subject, but we didn't have any ideas for future Fire Emblem games uh. about this subject. Uh, hey, do you think the replayability of Fire Emblem Three Houses could have been streamlined in any way? I think it's amazing that there might be multiple paths. I won't say how many. Yeah. Uh, but given the first half of each one is essentially the same, I think this is where the monotony thing might come into play for some people. Yeah. Uh, I found it got too repetitive on my second playthrough. I wish I would have been able to skip directly to a certain point in the game where uh, things split off. I, I definitely found myself... Because the only thing I'm here for now in my Golden Deer playthrough is just seeing if they say anything different and I don't even know if they really will. Um, I, I would have loved to see them put in something like a Virtue's Last Reward kind of a system where it's like, exactly. hey, you've done this. We can skip these months. Nothing's different. Like, we know you're going to win this fight probably, like tra-la-la. Um, the weird thing with this game that I don't know how they would handle is upgrade paths. Like, maybe each month you just get the, like... 80% of the experience you would have gotten or something, and then mm. you like manually instruct and manually upgrade or something they, just yeah. so that you still have control. Because like, you do want your party... You do want control of your party. And it was interesting talking to other people. I had certain characters doing certain things that other people didn't. Like I had Petra become a mortal savant at the end, which is interesting because like, 
she, magic is not her strong suit, you know. No, most people, I think, end up wyvern, uh, wyvern rider yeah, or something yeah. like that. And yeah, I, like I found, mount, yeah. like, I ended up with Bernadetta as a mounted uh, bow and arrow person. Um, but yeah, just like different people did different things, which I found really interesting. I did that with a uh, main character, obviously. Oh. I, I went through like each of the playthroughs forced them to go down a different like progression yeah. path in terms of like their job and stuff. Like one like yeah, full magical, then like went like, you know, I'm gonna go like full like archer, sniper, stuff like this, and like in thief like like thief rogue skills, then like mm-hmm. sword user, you know, that was yeah. like the default one and stuff yeah, like I, that. Yeah, I definitely was a sword. You made them like a flying unit in one. Oh, <laughs> I was funny. like I was like, okay. Yeah, sword magic seems to be the kind of default first playthrough for I think they just have to tinker if they want it like going like Virtue's Last Reward 99 like stuff like that uh, so they could jump to certain points again I think they just they had had a renowned system I think they just need to maybe take a better closer look at that yeah and how you spend your points maybe be like I want to like obviously like professor ranking is like the most important one everyone goes to but and you can advance people to any level they've been to and like any job before but like they should just like have like a streamline that a little bit. Like, hey, would you like to jump back to a certain point to just see different playthroughs? Do you want to do a fresh recruitment playthrough, or would you like to just in, like import oh, like your settings right. up at this point, and then you you know the the be like the fresh recruit thing would be? Do you just want to add more people to your class before a certain point, mm-hmm. um, or or were you cool with who you had and you just want to advance with them plus everyone in your new class? So. It's like the recruitment thing. I think is the the, yeah. the weird thing that they have to like figure, figure out, out for this game specifically. But there's definitely something I think they could come that up said, with. That said, though, I do love that this game has so many options, and like the options actually felt huge. Like I made some choices where it's like I don't even know what the opposite ending of this game would be from what I chose. Like I really wonder, like man, because it would have been polar opposite to what I experienced. And I think that's really cool in a game that, I mean, unless it's, like, not as grandiose as I'm picturing, but, like, it's pretty it's, awesome. I think it's worth it. Even if you don't end up playing through all the paths in, yeah. at least watch the endings on oh, YouTube. Because sure. I do think they are drastically different enough that yeah. it's worth it to see how different things could have been. And plus, when I was researching the lesbian romance options, I saw one that I was like, what? Like, how is that even possible? And it was very strange, and I have no idea how you would even do it. Um, nope. So I'm curious about that. But, um, yeah, it's an interesting game. Oh, one thing I found myself wishing is that there were, like, more jobs or, like, I unlocked a secret job or something on the master rank. Did you unlock a secret job, or are you saying you wished? I, wa- I wished I did. I mean, uh, well, the one of my characters was a became a dark bishop there's yeah there's one of those yeah but i wanted another one after that that maybe there is there are I'd... certain jobs yes there are things that you have to there are things to unlock that okay. aren't around like you can't just see them you can like go and preview what they, everything will be there's stuff not in that preview mm. oh wow okay. there are a few things yes For, like latest level i would actually look it up online to okay. actually if, and, and, like it's because that's one of specific. my complaints. I yes. was like, I was like, I, oh man, I kind of wish that this would have panned out to something weird. It's not as varied, maybe as you're hoping, but there is, there's some of that there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it, it, that, but I could see that, like in the future, like just like, hey, like. Because I remember you when you get like in in Final Fantasy Tactics, when you get like the calculator, and mm-hmm. you're just like, okay, game's broken now. <laughs> like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I sort of want like a joke class on, like or like a, you know, like a crazy powerful. Not that you're 
on normal. Not that you're not crazy powerful, but be nice like as new game playthrough reward that like it unlock yeah like yeah. a silly class like a calculator or something yeah uh before we move on real quick though uh brad you're diving back into fire emblem too yeah yeah yeah, yeah. back to uh blue lions baby yeah oh yeah. you're blue lions cool. hell yeah baby so glad all about that sketch pass dude <laughs> maniac. that was i i, I like I, I love all the places yeah. there's a uh, even uh, yeah there's just there's one that's probably would easily pick my least but the other three are just like so good mm. one playthrough you mean yeah the uh, the like paths i experienced oh, okay. i could clearly say one is was the one i was like eh, whatever this is not mm-hmm. good the other I really three want to just like, have a spoiler talk yeah, with you after this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did do a spoiler mode for this. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah we did do a spoiler mode. That was like 100 long. years yeah. ago. Yeah. But yeah, if you want to hear it, like, spoiler talk, you can go check out that episode as well. But, you know, definitely want to answer all your questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, Fire Emblem, good stuff. And hey, there. Not any news right now, but we still are waiting on the DLC stuff. I did purchase that. There's There's more story stuff. There's more story stuff coming, and who knows? You know, maybe they'll talk about E3. They'll talk about the follow up to this game or something. You you never know. Dude, I wonder. Ultra Fire Emblem Three Houses. Yeah, it comes out in a few months. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Probably be in this rumored Nintendo Direct that still has not happened yet. You know, well, we know about the Pokemon. We know the Pokemon Direct. We're not talking about the Pokemon Direct here. If you're listening to us as a patron on Wednesday, just going to tell you now, probably Kyle and Jones will probably talk about that Pokemon stuff during Silver Squad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, unless there's something earth shattering. I I mean, just real quick, I think it's be Pokemon Sleep update, Pokemon Home update, and launch, like the the new Pokemon Bank system. Mm -hmm. Um, There'll probably be an update on uh, maybe Detective Pikachu 2. Because they talked oh, about that last okay. year. and Game or movie? The, game. The, uh, oh. the game. And uh, last but not least, I think they will confirm. If it's going to happen, they will confirm with a tease uh, next generation remakes. Oh. Uh, yeah. Like just continuing going through <laughs> yeah, the Let's Go Eevee path, Black and white, of? basically, yeah, remakes, yeah, yeah. I believe, are the next ones oh, up. Before Diamond and Pearl? Oh, sorry. Diamond and Pearl. Jeez. Yeah, I'm skipping ahead. Sorry. Diamond and Pearl, the next ones do. I'm sorry. That was the rumor. Yeah, We're sense. catching up. We're, it's scary when I'm getting to the like the first Pokemon games I ever played and reviewed. <laughs> that was my entry point was Diamond and Pearl. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. So it's like those are getting remakes you didn't now. Did you play Red like, and Blue when it came out? No. Oh. No. It was so not. funny because I loved Let's Go Eevee, the one I played. I just I was like, oh, this is so jolly. This is so great. And then I played like half of Sword and I was like, this is literally just the Do you same think it was thing. just yeah, fatigue? Yeah, I was just like, one? I'm just like not mm-hmm. gonna finish this. And <laughs> speaking of Eevee, there's a official Eevee uh Valentine's gift on the Pokemon store. It's like a heart shaped tin container, and inside are like eight like Pokemon themed badges for Valentine's Day. And I was gonna get them and give them to like the other eight allies. Be like, <laughs> here you go. But it was sold out. <laughs> I was oh. like, because it's like, I was, I was like, like, and eh. why aren't you, Damiani? Because it's extremely, I was like, that must have gone like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. a very cute idea. Yeah, it was really cool. Uh, so, yeah, we will hear more about Fire Emblem in the near future, hopefully. But we got I wonder move. if I screwed myself like I oh. always do with New Game Pluses, where it's like, you start new game like in FromSoft games. It's always the mm. case where I like start a new game plus, and then a DLC comes out where you have to be like eighty percent of the way through the game, and, and then you're, you're just like, new "Damn game it!" Already, <laughs> you have to like oh, he play the through save. the entire mm-hmm. game again. I don't think they would do something like that. I also have twenty saves, separate saves on Fire Emblem, because <laughs> I was like, "Oh God, well, no!" They did, they did <laughs> do an update that expanded the saves. Yeah, that happened I that. after I finished all my playthroughs. Yeah, from like and, five to twenty, and I had to sacrifice my. Uh, 
my like hardcore like the hardest difficulty I'm forgetting maddening difficulty. Yeah. I had to erase that save, overwrite that save with another save. Jeez. I, I was giving up on it because oh. I was like, this is just getting. I can't do this anymore. It's too hard for me. But no regrets. I can't imagine myself being very good at a difficulty above normal in that game. It just comes down to like there's almost like one right solution to winning. Yeah. Uh, or like you have to. Yeah. There's stuff you have to do in preparation. And if you don't have that stuff, it's like you RNG might go away, but otherwise, like you're gonna get obliterated. Yeah. And I think I restarted one fight. I like quit the game and loaded again because I was just like, this is not going my way. <laughs> yeah, that like that's a perfectly valid thing. It's just like, oh, I, I've done that too. So like, yeah, this is not the run. Like yeah, I'm yeah. gonna like I was back like, out. It's not the run. I did not know this was going to happen. I am screwed now. <laughs> like. <laughs> It's like, yeah, I mean, but that's the beauty of their rewind system yeah. as well. You know? Is that new for Fire Emblem? So they've, they've had they uh, introduced it in Fate? They had, like, yeah, I didn't play that, <laughs> but they had a similar mechanic. That thing is OP. Divine yeah. Pulse, yeah. Yeah, Divine Pulse is what's called, and... Yeah, I love that you that you not only just rewind the last thing that happened, but it's like go back to any point mm-hmm. in this entire and like fight. scrolling down yeah. and seeing that. It's like it's pretty cool. Yeah, I like that. And you uh, get so many of them, especially if you upgrade the statues. Yeah, so good. Anyway, yeah, Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem. But uh, you know, maybe we might be playing the future Fire Emblem games on a new Switch. <gasps> good. This is our next topic <laughs> <Good> here. <laughs> so for over a year now. Dating back to sometime in the later half of 2018, the rumors of new Switch models began. Switch Pro, baby. We had mm-hmm. rumors about two new Switch SKUs, a lighter, cheaper, and a beefed-up, more powerful version. So one happened. Switch one happened. The, the lighter, Switch cheaper Pro. version happened. We got Switch Lite last September. Those rumors were pretty consistent, though. Mm. They almost always had the same information within each report, and multiple people were confirming the same things. <clears throat> This powered-up Switch rumor has been all over the place for the past year. It's gone from a small incremental update upgrade a la, like, 3DS to new 3DS, something a little bit more significant, like PS4 to PS4 Pro or Xbox One to Xbox One X level, to it's going to be a brand-new Switch that's, like, just way more powerful and will alienate older, like older Switch owners and stuff. They've just gone in the cycle back and forth of reporting them. And then at the end of last year, the most of the reports started to like agree on it was going to be like a marginal upgrade. Mm-hmm. It wasn't going to be this like beefier thing. Now we're at the beginning of 2020 and we've had two new reports. The first one I want to cover is the more recent one, which I think is the uh, not a lot of big stuff here. But DigiTimes uh, in their report stated that a new Switch model is entering into press production soon in time for a mid-2020 launch. Mm. Reports, uh, sorry, this report states that, uh, sorry, uh, sorry, this latest report claims that the Switch model will come with a magnesium alloy body instead of plastic, mm-hmm. as well as contain a better CPU. Mm. So that doesn't give us a lot to go on in no. terms of like how much more, like what's the new CPU? Like what is that going to be? So, it's like okay. I, the more important thing is that hey, someone's like I'm. I have lots. Of, I have sources. I'm staking a lot on this. It's coming mid 2020. Then we have uh, there was a roundup of analyst predictions conducted by GameIndustry.biz, and one of those analysts also said that I knew they stake their reputation on 
a new Switch model is coming mid-2020 as well. They give a few more specifics, and uh, just check this out. So uh, uh, it was uh, Content Games' uh, Sirkin Toto. Uh, Content Games is an independent consultancy focused on Japan's game industry. Uh, they named a number of features they say will launch in this more powerful Switch unit coming uh, middle of this year. Alongside 4K support, they say the Switch Pro will feature beefed-up hardware, take bigger cartridges, and cost $400. Dang. And Wait, bigger cartridges? So More room? So, yeah, not physically, physically bigger, bigger, but more storage. So, more space, yeah. there was a report that confirmed that uh, the new Nintendo has been wanting to give developers access to 64 gigabyte cartridges because they're currently capped at 32. Oh. Uh, and, uh, That's the, actually pretty limiting. Yeah. yeah. And the the client who uh, fulfills these orders, the, the NAND memory produ- uh, production company, I forget who they are, confirmed their first order is going to be fulfilled and the client is Nintendo. So kind of like another tech site reported, hey, those 64 gigabyte cards, they're coming this year. Yeah. So that does give some credence to this. But and that's that just make, like... That would make sense too because that, that technology is getting cheaper and cheaper. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that's just like the storage of the card. But like that means like, hey, that that can be more like assets are packed in there for like higher fidelity and stuff yeah. like that. So, and then there's also uh, on piggybacking all this with someone else who said that like the system's also gonna have HDR capability. Hmm. So we've ranged from a small incremental upgrade to <laughs> 4K powerhouse with HDR. Yeah, like better than the other consoles. Uh, like uh, I mean, <laughs> okay. So let's start here. The new consoles are coming out the end of this year. We mm-hmm. know it's the PlayStation 5. We know the Xbox One Series X. Yeah. They've both touted their specs. Like They're yeah. targeting 4K native with the capability of 8K output in the future. And the very least, we're going to expect, like in the very minimum, 1080 for anything going forward on those systems, possibly 144060. Uh, so that's going to be a big jump. Yeah. And it is going to put Switch games that are going to be ported at a disadvantage so it does seem very likely that Nintendo would put out an upgraded system to try and make ports more feasible. Mm-hmm. Do you agree with that? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The Switch currently, when it's it, it, it's Nintendo has said one of its biggest strengths and one of its key selling points is its portability. Uh, it's a hybrid system, though the Switch Lite is not a hybrid. It is a dedicated portable. Mm-hmm. There are some people say if this new system with these higher specs are going to be is it true, it's going to need to be like a more like home console type system. I don't think Nintendo would ever do that. Yeah. I, I think I think it always with the Switch line, it will always be the bare minimum need to have a portable aspect mm-hmm. to it. Do you agree with that? Yeah, unless they do something crazy where it like. It's like a combo of Steam or xCloud or something where, like, if you have the 4K home console, you can stream from it to your Switch Lite or some weird thing. Now, uh, but I don't believe, even as I'm saying that. Nintendo's current uh, uh, president, uh, Furukawa, uh, recently did an interview with Nikkei and said that they actually he took offense to the claim Nintendo is behind on technology and tried to counter that argument, uh, giving some examples, and he gave his uh, stance on cloud gaming mm. and said that maybe like down the road it'll be more like, well, it'll definitely by, by 10 years from now it'll be very widespread mm-hmm. yeah. and it'll be it's the industry standard. But he doesn't think it's at the right place right now, yeah. which kind of 
gives some indication of either internally they don't have a solution for it, which might, you know, we've always heard the stories about they might go with Microsoft with uh, xCloud. Yeah. They might have a partnership there, but that's never been confirmed yet. You know, just the rumors. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there might be something to that, Ian. They, they, yeah. they, I, th- I do see like there could be a future where, hey, we're going to circumvent the, the, the this these restrictions by going with like cloud gaming. But from his own admission, it seems like that's further down You're the right. line than yeah, this. Not like not a that. 2020 thing. Well, and also like Nintendo has always been <laughs> depends on your perspective and how cynical you want to phrase it. Like they've either always been behind the times mm-hmm. or they've always just been running a different race. Yeah. Like that's I, what they like to say. Yeah. Like, but their tech is like, Super awesome in certain ways. Like, think about the Wii. Like, that was so cool. And the Switch is so awesome comparatively, even though it's not as yeah. technologically, you know, and graphically yeah. as powerful. Mm-hmm. I, like, never want to rule out that Nintendo will... I'll never say they will never do something, like, 100% they will for certainty. Yeah. But their trend for the past two decades has been since with Wii and DS. The yeah, of. exactly, yeah, Brad. Yeah, yeah. 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 like, yeah. they have not staked... Their success on being powerful. the most technically advanced yes. system anymore, and a lot of times the most powerful one isn't the and winner. They they stake it on being the most technically interesting. <laughs> and I understand that technically 4K is not wouldn't even be the most advanced anymore. No, technically, right. so people could counter saying, "Oh, but they aren't." But this is the only. I don't want to get too much into tech stuff because I'm one. I'm not the biggest tech expert. I rely yeah. on other sites and other people to help me with that. But from the most basic understanding is that. We get criticized a lot on the show whenever we talk about when we want a Switch Pro or up, uh, upgraded Switch about, like, we've had the show sometimes we said, like, oh, Xenoblade or Breath of the Wild run at 1080 in handheld mode or even docked. And it's just, like, we get laughed at about that because, like, Switch with its current capabilities, even with, like, a small incremental upgrade, will not be able to do that. Yeah. So, like, I would be impressed. I would be imp- – sorry to interrupt. But yeah, I would, go be, ahead, I would ahead, be, like, yeah. technologically, I would be impressed – if the new, if it is like a semi-incremental or incremental plus upgrade, even a Switch 2, like I would be impressed if it's 1080, 60 handheld and like 2K capable docked. <laughs> like I'd be impressed, yeah. you know, which I think, I think yeah. that is possible. Yeah. I think it'll be like from the 3DS to new 3DS, that yeah. kind of upgrade. Yeah, kind of I don't upgrade. know if there's going to be exclusive hardware for it though, like Xenoblade was. I don't feel like they're gonna do that though this time. I mean, exclusive software. That's yeah, the only sorry. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, I feel like it's too soon to do that. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it kind with, of is. With the Switch to success, I, I I think the the the, the uh, anything that starts to segment any of the owners and the consumers right. seems like a bad choice, especially going into uh, competition with the new systems coming out later this year. Plus, I think that I, like the name Series X is a huge indicator of that, and I've been saying this for a long time that I think Xbox is going to change the way console releases are conceived and make it more like an incremental like PC upgrade kind of a deal where it's like maybe games just time out after a while mm-hmm. where you can't use them anymore but it's like on this version yeah yeah like yeah, pretty much everything will be playable the mobile but they're also right, they're right, also right. banking on xCloud being like right. that solution it's like hey yeah. if you can't get the new system this is how you're going to have to play it and like the back the idea of backwards compatibility won't be conceived in the same way because it'll just be like you can play everything on this just how you do it is a little different mm-hmm. yeah there was a what was the rumor someone told me this rumor or i read it i guess obviously it was not prepared prepared to talk about this on here so i'm sorry i don't have the source of it but the whole thing about like even playstation was set to announce whenever they do their big their unveiling event 
that one of the big things they're gonna talk about is like every single past generation of PlayStation will be backwards compatible right, right. with the new PS5. Mm. That's like been like one of their things, which is like, oh yeah, like this is a big like focus point on that. But whether it's through hardware or through right. you know some of the cloud gaming like they've done before, because if it is hardware, I could easily see them. Having like the launch models have that, and then the no, slim the model, like they PS3 lose it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they like yeah, sure, they just yeah. get rid of the emotion chip or whatever it was called. Well, I, I I do think when we go back to Switch, I think it comes down to like the history of like price. Right. Well, we have the Switch right now, two ninety nine, uh, three hundred dollars for the base model, two hundred dollars for the light, mm-hmm. and. The new system's coming out. We don't have the prices for them yet, but you can like kind of ballpark guess. Be a guess. Five, you know, four, five yeah. hundred. It'll be like anywhere from like uh, I can fathom from four hundred to six hundred of the worst case. Yeah, but like it'll max. probably be like five hundred or four. Four forty nine might be the sweet spot. Who knows? So portable technology isn't that isn't the cheapest. Right. So I just want to give a recent example at the uh, twenty twenty CES. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alienware gave a demonstration of the UFO. We got a lot of writer or viewers write in about did we see that? We check out. Yeah. It's basically Alienware's Switch PC. Yeah. It's got like the Joy Cons. It snaps on, and then the system can dock. Uh, yeah, uh, they magnetic. Is that how they? The yeah, controllers? it's not like snap. It's like yeah, they yeah. like they don't slide in. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like a patent thing. Yeah, yeah, probably this. Yeah, yeah. for sure. It does it's everything, definitely like as close to the it, switch. It, as you it, can yeah, it has the functionality yeah. of the switch, except it's running legitimate Windows 10 on it, and it's targeting 1080 60 frames for PC games with potentially 1440p 60 being like the highest end of that. And handle and uh yeah wow. Uh, and this thing, they said it's just a prototype. They're just trying to get feedback for it, but it comes on the like it's building on the previous work of like uh like the the portable Windows devices yeah, systems, right, yeah, yeah. Right. which when they come out have been like five hundred plus six hundred seven hundred dollars. Yeah, this new thing they wouldn't give the the specs of it yet, but people who are watching the presentations through the different uh, sites reporting on it estimate. It'll be anywhere from like eight hundred to a thousand dollars. Yeah, that Alienware tax. So yeah, the Alienware tax. Yeah. Like yeah. even if the, like if this thing would cost nine hundred because it's Alienware, it'll cost twelve. Like add add more onto what I just said for the like the Alienware tax, but what I just told you like what they're targeting, and right. that's like well, Windows ten PC like higher end stuff than the Switch. Right. And these and this analyst is saying four K HDR mm-hmm. on a Switch. If that's portable. There's no way of things costing like less than a thousand dollars, and Nintendo yeah. will not do that. That is not happening. Like unless I, unless it's like unless unless it's some kind of weird like not true 4K, but it's like checkerboard 4K. Or, yeah, checkerboard 4K, or like the screen has it's like Retina, like it has the number mm. of pixels, but it's not actually like 4K. Like running in 4K, you know what I mean? It's like 1080, but with 4K pixels or some weird. Yeah, I should thing. back up and say like I don't, I don't think it's gonna do 4K in portable mode. No, it's gonna do 4K in docked, or at, if they make at it best at best, yeah. So it's still like the components to all of that, like to maintain its portability and still have you know respectable playing resolution and, and stuff like that and battery life like all this stuff the battery like life. the alien oh, where people are like joking mm-hmm. like the reports like it can be, maybe last two hours playing on right. stuff which is like oh it's geez like game gear. yeah like <laughs> yeah, all these problems are going to start piling up and just like it just adds more it throws more fuel in the fire to like doubt the legitimacy sure, of like yeah. a very high-end switch coming this year yeah this seems too soon too powerful and would cost too much even if it was going to be real I, I think the incremental upgrade, the the quote unquote Switch Pro, 
will be what we get. Yeah. I just it just seems if way it's more handheld realistic. still. Yeah. Unless yeah. it's like I'm just But yeah, as you're right, console. if Nintendo right. bucks the trend and goes with a dedicated console, then we have to reevaluate this. Yeah. What if they did like hmm. What if the the new one is like because you were talking about three different philosophies, right? Where it's like they have the mobile only one, they have the Switch standard, which is mobile and docked, and then this one could be docked, but or uh, console only. What if it's some kind of weird other thing where it's like the incremental change is just a new dock, like it's like a hot hardcore new dock for the standard that could be interesting, Switch. Interesting, yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's even feasible, but like. Yeah, that's where like I wonder I, if they would go in that yeah, route. I didn't think about that. Like, yeah, I'm not, I just thought of that. I'm right not now. sure how much like a dock can boost. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much co- like cost wise that's gonna do. So like that also prices it out mm-hmm. yeah. of being like in a reasonable price. Yeah. But I mean, the other thing to consider is even if they let's say they do want to have a like, hey, we have OG Switch, we have Switch Lite, and then we are doing a, a going back to a normal console again. Nintendo in the past has always mentioned a three-pronged strategy. It's been like one of their things for like the past 15 years, but it's always the third part's always been this weird limbo thing that never really materialized. Yeah, and people it, keep do like they mean mobile. Yeah, they, they mean, keep pointing yeah. to stuff and like it's never been like this really tangible thing. And now if like they did do that, I mean, the question then becomes is the Switch Pro if it becomes too powerful? Are there right. games that you can no longer play on the lower end models and is the difference so great that People are going to be upset and mm-hmm. feel like cheated yeah, out cheated, of like, yeah. hey, I get this crappy experience version, whereas this looks nice. Like, what a Breath of the Wild two is a launch title on this thing right. looks and runs fantastically, but like on Switch Lite, it's chugging along, it's like a, and they're like, yeah. sorry, go Slide buy that. projector. Well, yeah, and does it like, yeah, would that like philosophically defeat the purpose of the Switch? You know? Yeah, and then are they like, are they basically like debating themselves where like? You're getting back into the arms race again. Like even if you're right. not trying to outdo them, like you lost the console race. Like, it, it, like you you've demonstrated historically, you dominate the mobile, the portable space. Yeah. Stick to your guns. Stick to your strengths. Like don't be goaded into like, oh no, doom and gloom's coming. Like this always happens with Nintendo. Well, and that's why this this hybrid strategy I think is so genius for them. Though I guess thinking just cursorily thinking back through their history, eh, I don't know how you would classify the GameCube, but like. They are sort of every other on their consoles, right? Like, at least recently. Like, Wii U was a tragic failure. Wii and this were successes. GameCube lost to PlayStation, at least. Yeah. So it's like, maybe the next one is a weird, like, isn't going to be as good. You know, who knows? Yeah. I mean... There's there's a lot of speculation here, and like we could like it's a Switch Pro, Switch Two, blah blah Mm -hmm. blah like that. But like regardless, even if it's an incremental update, it still doesn't address uh, a big question about the future. Uh, One of our patrons wrote in uh, Mike Hook about this topic because one way or the other, once those new consoles come out from Microsoft and Sony, this question will become (laughs) like a big, a serious issue for Nintendo. They'll have to address. This happens every time. Well, because the weird thing is too, if you really look at it, Switch is Gen (laughs) Nine. Kind of. Switch is next gen already. Sort of. Yeah, this is like the decade. When is the decade <laughs> right, debate? Right, When is the decade, yeah. <laughs> decade begin debate. Is the Switch a millennial yeah. or, it's a, like or, next gen or a Gen Z? Some features, but like not graphical. Mid-gen. Right, right. So Mike Hook uh, says, I believe that if Nintendo releases its new beefier Switch console this year, it will be their way of trying to direct our attention away from the new Xbox and PlayStation. However, do you believe that Nintendo will be able to convince us and third parties that the new Switch is worth investing in? And that last part's the important part. One way or the other, once those new systems come out, how does Nintendo convince people to 
A, port games sold to the Switch. I mean, it sells well, but mm-hmm. like that gap. We saw that happen with Wii. Wii was the worst thing, I think, when people were trying yeah. to make those downgraded ports. Yeah. And like, I just don't think you'll get as many. You'll get some, but like graphically demanding games more so, I guess. You won't get as much. Do you th- do you, so? Or maybe they'll just be better at porting nowadays. Do you, do you think like is there like if let's say they could hit like 1080 60 like docked mm-hmm. on the new the new Switch Pro or whatever yeah is, do, you, do you think like that's something enough or I do you think, think like the appeal for Switches for publishers putting it on Switches that it's handheld and people are able to want to play this game handheld like when I think of like Witcher three it's like I don't want to play that on my TV but like playing on handheld that's really cool that you could do that I think if just like you could play this sort of game on handheld despite it being like so downgraded. Well, and like yeah, Witcher Three is a perfect example because like that's a port. How many years later? You know, five. And it's like Nintendo seems less concerned now with mm-hmm. ports than they were before. Because like when the Wii U came out, they were all like hot about Batman, and it's just like <laughs> yeah, watch it clearly dogs. didn't work out. You know, yeah, and that was that, that reeked of desperation back yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. This is more like a, a lot of them are successful or sell better in expectations, but a lot, uh, just as many, like The Witcher 3, mm-hmm. feel like, uh, can we just do it? Like, yeah. It's yeah. like a thing they like could Doom. boast. That reminds me yeah, of Yeah, just like, why not? They're just like, <laughs> hey, hey, look what we did. We made this We made this happen. But the thing I want to ask of you both is that one of the things I think developers should do more is, uh, where possible, yes, port to Switch, but it's like I feel like they should put more resources into because Switch has proven to be so successful. For it's it? gonna be around. Yes, yeah. exactly. A yeah. team's dedicated, and I think that one of the, one of the best examples of this is Square Enix, who does have a dedicated development right. studio team allocated to Switch games. Yeah. Yeah. The themes making Bravely Default two like that and made Octopath Traveler. Yeah. Like they have a thing. Like people are like, well, why isn't like Call of Duty on Switch? Like, well, go bug Activision and yeah. like Treyarch See, and all them. Like maybe the num- I don't know if the numbers just add up for them to bother doing like a multiplayer game. Maybe on it. Yeah, that, the, but like, uh, yeah, but maybe not Call of Duty is not the best example. But like Capcom, like yeah, you know, sure. Yeah. Everyone points to Monster Hunter World. It's like okay, they did put other monsters on Switch, but like. People are like, can we get a Monster World type game on Switch at least? The mm-hmm. very, you know. Well, that's kind of like what I was going to say is I, I was thinking just now about Final Fantasy 15 Pocket Edition. Mm-hmm. And isn't that on Switch? Yes, yeah. it is. And yeah. it's like, I, I didn't play it. I don't know how it was received or anything. But like, what if what if the com- the the business starts taking that kind of a tactic where it's like, it's not a direct port it's just on a, the like, Switch. It's a different version. It's of like it. a weird, cool version of mm-hmm. it. And if they if they put the right effort and and resources yeah. into it, it could actually be pretty fun. Like to have yeah. like the cool little could be really cool. Switch could be expensive of, to do that. I guess true. Very true. Like, uh, so it's like if so if the new Call of Duty comes out and they make like a specific Call of Duty for Switch, like I don't know if it'll sell enough for them to want to do it. Mm. I think you'll get more of that at the beginning with developers experimenting i think it really helps if they do like nintendo style games for these exclusive things like with ubisoft doing mario and rabbids yes. i think that really yes. helps them yeah so that's what i was gonna get at i think there are franchises and games that other pu- third-party publishers have made that would be good fits right for uh switch as you pointed out like that but like 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 Mega Man. like i know that was multi-platform but like even if they were gonna pick a system it's like yo switch mm-hmm. is pretty yeah. good for especially this. games that have history on nintendo systems for sure like there's like it they it's either a thing of like, hey, we want we want to make an, uh, a new entry in the series, so like it, it, it's going to be worth it to us, um, or piggybacking on an existing development where it makes sense. But like a lot of these studios do have like mobile teams and stuff like that, yeah. and they're, they're getting more ambitious with those types of games. It's yeah. that 
maybe start seeing some of that. But yeah, the original games where it makes sense, mm-hmm. I think. Like I, I could, I could see. And I mean, I know this is like a big, big amount of effort, but like think about Watch Dogs Legion or whatever. But in like, they change the engine and it looks like Astral Chain or something, where it's like cell shaded and mm, not as complicated. Sure, yeah. You know, like. I could see that working. Like it doesn't. They shouldn't try to if that if it's not technically advanced enough. Don't try to just port it straight. You know, just make it look crazy and have fun with it. They like, did that for uh, the terrible uh, the one I re- reviewed the remaster of the Ghostbusters game. Oh, but back when it came out originally on 360 PS3, there was a Wii version that was different graphics engine, slightly different because mm-hmm. it couldn't handle those visuals. Right, right. And yeah, like they went with a more like cartoony style like that. It's like oh, you know, play to the strengths of the system yeah. something like that but i yeah. mean i i would say like if you don't embrace it for what it is and like acknowledge and have fun with that idea then that's probably not a great idea but yeah that yeah like, like if they do if they did watchdogs legion in like a cell shaded style like make it a little zanier too or something like have fun with it you know i, I f- don't know i feel like the switch's place no matter what they do going forward is it's the perfect avenue for like the the B tier games, the ones yeah, that had sure. such a hard time finding success starting in the 360 PS3 Wii era. That you know everything's gone like indie or big budget now. They don't mm. thrive anymore. Switch is that market. Switch is that place for that. And I would like to see more developers and publishers put more, invest more. Yeah, in it's that kind of route. like the second chance system right now. Yeah, yeah. And again, like. Square Enix, you know, Braid Fall, Octopath Travel, like those types of games. They can find they success. Well, yeah. and, and they can find success in other systems as well. But, like, if you only have enough to make for one platform to start off on, it's like, hey, why not mm-hmm. take, you know, a chance on here? And I think Nintendo needs to foster more of those relationships, like what they did with, like, Ubisoft. Yeah. It's like, hey, like, you want to make another Rain- a regular Rayman game? Hey, let's get that on Switch and stuff because yeah. it'll probably sell the best on our platform mm-hmm. instead of going to compete against all like these like you know flashier, dazzling games you know that like have AAA budgets on Xbox Series uh, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and PlayStation Five. <laughs> Man, they just need to give the model. I know. Like, we need to give that model like the, the yeah. default model. They need to hurry up and give that one its name or number or whatever like that. But yeah, like again, this is all rumors and speculation. Right. We have a direct theoretically coming up. Everyone's expecting a new direct. We got E3 this year. You know, maybe we'll hear about it. like when we hear about it, we'll talk more about it. But like I just want to get this on the radar that like the rumor mill is starting up again for this. Oh, of course. And like yeah. I don't wanna I'll, I'll mention it every now and then, but like we're not gonna get too deep into it until we get confirmation this time around. The weird the weird thing with the mid year release of a of a souped up console bodes well for a high-profile holiday game release like Breath of the Wild 2. Or or maybe our Odyssey 2, I don't know. Possibly both. Or both. both. (laughs) But I mean, like, because otherwise I'm like, why put it out in the middle of the year? That's so bizarre. I don't think it matters as much anymore. I guess you're right, probably. At least for, like, the mid-tier systems, it feels like. Because what, PS4 Pro? No, that came out. In November, but Switch came out in like March, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you simply just want to get ahead of the new system. Yeah, yeah. that's a yeah, yeah. That's the it, that's it, the because if it's not be because if it's not yeah, called yeah, Switch yeah, yeah, Two or new, right, whatever, right, right, right. it's gonna get drowned it's out. Gonna by get, those yeah, new that was worlds. something I needed. I wanted to say. Oh yeah, they need to nail the message. Kind of back to Mike Hook. Like, how do they get people involved? Like, interested. Yeah. Nail the messaging. Like, people were so confused with the Wii U mm-hmm. and even with the new 3DS. I think where it's like people were like, "Is this a?" Is this a Switch 2? Is this the Wii U 2? What is this? Yeah. You know, no one knew what it was. 
and uh, they just need to be clear about it. You know? Switch S or yeah, plus switch or, S yeah, like or plus. A letter, I don't know. They just need a letter <laughs> abbreviation or yeah. Switch plus is a good idea. Yeah. Uh, like yeah, new switch is bad. Don't name yeah, don't it that. Don't go like that. Switch, yeah. yeah, they they. And I mean, don't name it Switch U because God Almighty. Please don't do that. Switch we baby. Please switch we. Don't do that. <laughs> switch us. Switch that's, us. Oh, let's stop. Uh, but yes, I totally agree with you, Ian. They yeah. like need to be on point yeah. with that. I, I think they will be too. I, I think, think they won't get I too think cute they've with it. Learn their lesson, hopefully. The final thing I want to talk about on this week's episode uh, is the future of Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Mm. We did, as mentioned earlier, we did a 2020 preview episode. We didn't talk about Smash Brothers because there's a bunch of other games to talk about. But Smash Brothers, here's its situation right now. Wildly successful game. Sold a lot. Will end up being vying for probably like the top selling game of the Switch's lifetime, probably with a Pokemon title. Mario Kart. And Mario Kart. Thank mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. It the has... Mario Kart. It'll probably be Mario Kart. Probably, probably will be Mario <laughs> Kart. Was it 8 still? Mario Kart 8. Yeah, probably still going. Going. Yeah. 9, man. Mario Kart 9. Uh, Great Switch Plus launch title, dude. That would be awesome. Mario dude. Kart Nine, dude. Oh, yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. With Captain Falcon in it now, yeah. they just gave up on F Zero. They saw the like, Mario Kart running. They saw Mario up. Kart driving, and all of a sudden you see like the blue Falcon go. Yeah. It's yeah. the real blue Falcon. He's like, moves. what? It's and Mario's huge. cart morphs into a racer, yes. and it's like, yeah. it's like F They've already done. They've already done three. They did airplanes and submarines. Space is next. And then you see the R wing with fuck. There yeah, you go. Yeah. I mean, they already got the zero gravity thing, or, <laughs> yeah. or like the yeah, the yeah, hover yeah. It's like yeah. it's already. He zero thought it was of. just gonna be called Star Fox Grand Prix. No, it's, it's Nintendo, Nintendo Grand, Grand Prix. Nintendo Kart, dude. Nintendo, Nintendo Kart or Nintendo Kart Ultimate. There dude, that'd be actually. It'd be pretty high. It'd be pretty high. Actually, bonkers. And then you see like Fireball the first characters. third party character show up. <laughs> Snake is in there. <laughs> <laughs> he's in a me- yeah, he's in Rex or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I guess he'd be on the back of a motorcycle, maybe. Yeah, oh, maybe. Yeah. yeah, he could be. Oh, this could be good. But back to I mean, Smash Bros. is also a place for all like inspired our dreams here mm-hmm. a little bit with like being called Ultimate. We are still waiting for the final fighter as part of the fighter pass, the fifth and final guest fighter. Uh, everyone thought it was going to be announced at the Game Awards. Didn't happen. Went by. No announcement. Uh, they uh, Sakurai promised it'd be out by the last fighter would be out by February of this year. We are in the first week of January. Nothing. So people are just you know saying, hey, they've always announced the other ones. There's got to be announcements sometime. So they got right. They got like seven weeks left. Seven weeks. You know, to release it, which means in less than seven weeks, we got to have an announcement. So, uh, but I don't want to talk about that. Or they even announced that they're going to make future fighters going forward. I don't want to talk about fighters because we speculated plenty about sure. future fighters and stuff. It always comes like the same few characters, I feel like. I want to talk about something different regarding the future of Smash Brothers. I want to talk about the following two things. It's I want to be Reggie. It's going to be Reggie. Yeah. If he's a mech. Fizamek, yeah. Fizamek. Reggie Fizamek. Fizamek. That's why he's at the Game Awards. They're yeah. like, say, actually, we did announce the fifth fighter. Yeah. Just, you, see, you just didn't. We just, you didn't you notice his sm- t-shirt. You weren't big brain enough. Yeah, yeah. I want to talk about what new things you would like to see added to Smash Brothers and what things you would like to change about it hmm. going forward. And to give you a... Uh, sorry. Just, uh, okay, that's a different thing. To give you an example, uh, one thing they haven't put in the game yet that uh, they've added new modes, like mode updates, like version 3.0, 4.0. Like st- like they had Stage Builder, stuff like that. Uh, home Run Contest was finally added. 
one of the modes that has not been put in there that's a traditional mode is break, break the, tar- the targets. I was, I was about to say, where is so, that? Yeah, yeah. So, Brad, do you want more of a – would you prefer them to uh, do, like, customized levels, tailor, custom-tailored levels? What I would want from to, Smash? Yeah. I want more campaign stuff. Like, I want them to have a really crazy – like, I know this campaign was, like, a nice so, step in the right direction. I want, like, a story-driven campaign. So something more like Melee's adventure mode yeah, versus like Mortal that, Light. Like, when I think of what people really love about Mortal Kombat okay. is that story mode. People love playing through that story oh, mode. Oh, yeah. I want them to have a really great story mode. I think it would be kind of cool to play into, hey, we get to see these characters. People Interact that you've never seen before. Fans just go nuts whenever they see the CG stuff. Yeah. Like all the characters yeah. getting together and stuff like that. And we don't get enough of those in the Smash Brothers games. Mm-hmm. We really don't. I think Alt Brawl had the most. They were very yes. short, but they were, hey, you look forward to seeing them. But actually having like some kind of like story, like mm-hmm. even if it's just like 2D animated stuff, like, you know, silhouettes or yeah. something, it's a background. Just having a, like, dialogue exchange between characters to build towards, like, a story of something. Like, 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 uh, like Street Fighter, like, like, arcade games of old. Mm-hmm. Like, when you play through, you got, like, oh, here's his story for entering the tournament. Here's the outcome because he won. This is, like, his ending and stuff like that. It's, like, yeah. each character gets a special ending or something yeah. like that would be kind of cool. Or, like, a, just, like, some, like, a specific campaign for a character. Like levels themed around that character, and they have their own individual story. That might be insane for Ultimate because there's so many. It'd be hard. <laughs> but maybe on the next Smash, they could do something like that. Like they tried their best in uh, what's the, in the classic mode, the one where you can move the meter. I haven't played Smash in like months. I don't remember. And I reviewed it, so this is how bad I am. Uh, there's the I think it might be just Adventure Classic mode, but like it's the the mode where at the end there's like a boss fight, mm-hmm. and they kind of tailored some of them to specific characters, but they did their best to like theme fight within that yeah but I, like take that extra step like craft one of my biggest chief complaints about smash brothers is that they don't use like they'll make these adventure levels story levels where like they're set in a level based on that game's franchise with mm-hmm. enemies from that franchise that you're fighting like in the smash brothers brawl in they had something like this where you went to levels and you went through them like platforming through, action yeah. levels oh, yeah. yeah but the enemies were these generic monster things from uh, the the bad guy, the villain of that game, and the levels were mostly, some of them were pretty bland. Yeah, if they were themed around actual games, like if you went to the Mushroom King, you're fighting Goombas and Koopa Troopers or something like that, and like the bo- the the boss at the end is Bowser, and you like jump on yes. the axe or something to break the bridge, or like a Zelda level, you're fighting like, Macoblins and all that stuff. Ian, in Super Smash Bros. Melee, they had something called Adventure Mode, and the first level is literally a recreation of World 1-1, oh, yeah, sort mm-hmm. of, from Super Mario Brothers. But you're playing with Smash mechanics and stuff, but like it's platformer, and then like every so often you get like a little mini fight, and then you got to reach the goal po- post, sorry, and then like flagpole, and then they made like a Hyrule Temple level where the you got to find the Triforce, and it could be in one of like different five different locations or oh, something cool. like that. And you fought like Redeads and Octoroks and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And we haven't seen anything like that since. And I think it'd be kind of cool to do something like that. This is sort of the the idea I had when you asked what to add for. I was just thinking of like a fun bonus mode, like Home Run or whatever. Yeah. Um, Remember those? They were popular for a while. I don't even know what they're called, like jumpers or something, like the cow jump, like infinite up jumping oh, games okay. where yeah, you jump sure. up and up and yeah, up. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking that Smash kind of has this already because you're trying to not fall down and they do the level transition thing. I was thinking that a fun mode might be one of those where it's like you jump up through all the levels, <laughs> but you could combine that with your guys' idea and have little NPC mm-hmm. enemies in each thing that you have to fight on the way up to as you're trying not to fall. 
It feels yeah. like the ice climbers. Just level. as a silly mm-hmm. like bonus mode. Yeah, because like how cool would it be if one of the levels you went through Castlevania or That'd something like that, and at the end you fight Dracula, oh, or man. even just a Belmont, something, a character in the game. Like they teased that in World of Light. They tease that on a surface level. Like yeah. you go through the castle, and it's a it's a, the world map of it though. Like even like the Zelda area was pretty cool, mm-hmm. but. It didn't feel like it was enough. Yeah, it was an awesome overall map idea for like level based map. Like, hey, I'm like you know unlocking yeah. pass, but it could just be as long as like one stage from like a pass game or something. Like yeah. it could take you like a minute and a half or two minutes to get through it. I do want we we mentioned at the beginning the break the targets. Mm-hmm. I would love them to bring it back and have them more like a me- the OG version in melee style where they are. Specifically tailored to a character, so like oh, each, they stop each, doing that. Each course in Brawl, it's not like oh, that anymore. Brawl, that. yeah, that sucks. I want they're like specific they're for like the character. Th- each character can do. There's three break the targets levels in Brawl: easy, medium, and difficult. They're oh. just based on the difficulty you pick, yeah. and then the, each character has to go through the same obstacle. Yeah, course. I think it's better when it's designed around the character. Yeah, it takes advantage of their move set. Oh man, there's some really cool ones like that. But I think they should come up with more cool like mini game sure, type yeah. things to add like that, and uh, ultimately. Because um, it's like weird. Because you could put, you could put like a Mario Party into Smash fairly easily. Now that I think about it, just have like a system of mini games that you can go through with sure, your friends. Yeah, you know, you multiplayer. Like, yeah. Throw you in ma- matches with like certain yeah like, uh, rules for it. Like yeah. only this item, this amount of time, this stage. These would be pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, like a party mode. Yeah, that would be really cool. That'd actually, be fun, yeah. I have a. I have uh, not a question from someone. Uh, we had a first-time writer write in, uh, wanted to share their thoughts on Smash Brothers about uh, about this topic a bit. Um, this comes from uh, from Luis. Salutations, allies. Super Smash Brothers has always been my favorite first-party Nintendo franchise, despite my relative lack of affection for fighting games. I believe this is because of two reasons. One, the same crossover nature that fuels my love of cartoons and comics, mm-hmm. and more importantly. Sakurai's unique approach to game design. I don't love racing games or rail shooters either, but Kirby Air Ride and Kid Icarus Uprising share the same everything-but-the-kitchen-sink design philosophy that makes Smash Brothers so endlessly appealing. Over the years, it has evolved from being just a fighting game into a curated tour of Nintendo's history through trophies, music, and even demos of classic titles. Heck, Brawl even had an entire crossover anime as a side mode. While I love Ultimate as much as the next person, I can't help but feel that it's a bit lacking when it comes to single-player content. This is about, like, changes. Mm. Uh, I think World of Light is a poor substitute for events and adventure mode, and spirits don't hold a candle to trophies. Now, I understand that those compromises were, uh, the compromises about getting rid of trophies specifically, I feel like, were a result of trying to make the core gameplay and roster of characters as robust as it's ever been. Whether through updates or the next iteration, I hope the franchise maintains its identity as a cultural museum and a satisfying single-player experience. Oh, and please let Sakurai make something else, Nintendo. He's given this series all he has, and it's time to let his creativity flourish again. Love and respect. <laughs> that is, like, my favorite thing about Smash. You know, because I'm not the biggest Smash person, but, like, I do love that it is this repository of just, like, awesome stuff. Like, there's so much. The music especially is just yeah, incredible. I was a little saddened when they announced, like, trophies weren't going to come back and they were going to do spirits instead. Mm-hmm. And, like, spirits are okay, but, like, the trophies just look cooler. And, like, the whole I, – I do like the concept of, like, a museum. Like, the game is a museum, but, like, also, like, having maybe, like, a literal museum. Like, yeah. walking through a physical space. Remember when someone made us, like, the Hall of Greats yeah. game? We could walk yeah. through it. Mm-hmm. It's like, I want to walk through, like, a – 
a Smash Brothers like Hall of Greats they type thing. They even theme it like Animal Crossing, but yeah. It's <laughs> yeah, like walk around, like look at the trophy, and like you know, like they have a video play for the game. Like that would be so cool. Yeah, yeah. just like for people like more single player offline content to just you know. Kind of relax and chilling in Smash Brothers, yeah. I think would be kind yeah. of cool too. Well, like they said, I think it's because there's so many characters. Oh, yeah. just had to focus on that instead. Yeah, it's a little, especially when it gets to the third party stuff as well. And like now, you want to make an area like that's even more stuff that has to get approved. And, yeah, you know, more licensing. Make sure the licensing that. agrees yeah. with that. But if they make a future game which sticks back to just like Nintendo Basics characters only, or scales it, it just back substantially. Because yeah. I mean, like that is a pretty her- Herculean feat to get every character yeah. that's ever been in a Smash in one game. It's pretty cool. It is pretty insane. And the yeah. fact that they did it, like they they didn't miss anyone, right? Like no one was weird about it. No, I don't think they missed anybody. Yeah, that's pretty cool. No, um, I think yeah, I think people were surprised like Dark Pit showed up because it's like people are like oh you got Pit and Dark okay yeah you really do have everyone here okay mm-hmm. that's sure. <laughs> but I mean yeah I understand though like fighters are the ones that get the most attention. Yeah, yeah. of course. Obviously when they announce the fifth fighter, we'll cover that on here. We'll talk about it and. When they announce their plans for the future, we'll talk about it on here as well. Um, I, I am curious to see what they do uh, because they have really committed to a lot of resources to each of these updates. And it's not just a new fighter. It's like the new stage, the new music. They always sample the new music. Yeah. And then the me costumes, which mm-hmm. like they've gone like insane with some of those. Uh, pretty comprehensive. So, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see. I think they have some surprises in store for us beyond just fighters. Would be my yeah, guess. So. That'd be cool. Yeah. I have one last question, and it's for you, Ian. Uh-oh. It's, about, it's uh, from Space Dom. Hi. A question for Ian. Sakurai knocks on your door and says, I'm tired of only video game characters being in Smash. <laughs> Which film character should I put in there? What do you tell Sakurai? I don't know why, but the first thing, maybe I'm channeling Huber because we talked about him on uh, reaction shots yesterday, but... Uh, First thing that came to my mind is Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and like, oh man, he could summon like characters of his movies or mm-hmm. like artifacts from his like museum house. <laughs> that was the first thing that popped to my mind. Maybe not the best idea. That'd be a bold choice. I'll say be that. Amazing. Yeah. Um, but like a more serious like film character, man. Uh Jeez, who would be fun? V- Velociraptor from mm-hmm. Jurassic Park? Or, um, I mean, John Wick is too easy. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Just imagining the, the Jurassic Neo. Park level. Neo, yeah. The Jurassic dress- Park level like electrified would be fence sick. or something, so you mm-hmm. knock them off, they hit the fence, go, ah! Mm-hmm. And you get, like, knocked back. I'm going back to Guillermo del Toro because okay, cool. sta- you made me think of the stage, too, and his, his bleak house where he lives would be the stage, mm-hmm. so there's just all this crazy memorabilia, like movie memorabilia everywhere. Oh, that'd be dope. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to... Well, this question's for Ian. I don't, I don't know if you have anything. Well, I mean, what, if you guys movie character? One, yeah. yeah, Brad. Dude, I just put Darth Vader in there. <laughs> sure. Everyone loves Darth Vader, dude. I want to force choke a Nintendo what character. Would Darth like, Vader? force choke Pikachu. Force choking Pikachu. What would Darth Vader's taunts be? Like, you have much to learn or something like that. Oh, man, you throw Impressive, Baby Yoda yeah. in there, though. You no sell a billion f- No one wants yeah. to fight him, though. He's no, right, that's, tro- that's his Baby power. Baby Yoda's an assist trophy. Yeah. That's <laughs> his power. He just goes like, ee, and everyone's mm-hmm. like, okay, we're done. You win. I would, yeah. 
Baby Yoda would be pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I open this box. Doc Brown. I mean, yeah, Death Doc time. Brown. Yeah, this time machine just goes back and brings back like historical people there. Mm-hmm. Oh, like Bill and Ted, right? Like, yes, the assist trophy, you bust it in like the time, the, the phone booth just like teleports in and stuff, and like Able someone gets Able like, Able comes out. There's the speech. Or Joan of Arc, like, fights yeah. you with a sword. And he goes, mm-hmm. Party on, dudes. Yeah. Napoleon, yeah. <laughs> Oh man, I love that movie. Brendan yeah, Fraser. Oh. As I don't know, George of the Jungle or Encino Man or Yeah, something. or the Mummy Guy. Yeah. Encino mummy. Man would be the funniest. Encino one, Man, yeah. yeah. Well, it'd be great because his name in Encino Man is Link. Link, yeah. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> he's the missing link. Oh my god. Oh. Now so I just I... want Polly Shore instead. Though. <laughs> 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 Making copy. Yeah. He does the stages his biodome. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. <laughs> So many possibilities. Ooh. Yeah, this could be. I mean, Christopher Walken from the Cowbell sketch. That would be sick. <laughs> and you have to collect it's... you have to collect cowbells mm-hmm. until you have enough and then you can do like a stage clear move, but only mm-hmm. if you have like it's 10 like the cowbells. from Call of Duty. Yeah. yeah and then nice. if you're not you're not doing fast enough, he goes, "That needs more cowbell." Needs more cowbell. <laughs> this could go on for Ever. Yeah. Yeah. And we had to do a different angle this time. So picking fighting game characters and Dragon Ball. We went somewhere different this time. Now let us know what category of characters you like. No, don't. <laughs> it's fun, but you know, we'll see. Well, thank you to everyone who wrote in your questions for consideration for this episode of Friend Code. If you would like to submit questions for consideration for a future episode of Friend Code, uh, you need to be a member of our $5 or up patron tier. Um, that's also our early access tier where you get episodes of many of our shows and podcasts early, including this show, Friend Code, which you get early access to on Wednesdays. For everyone else who watched this on Fridays when it goes public, thank you for support. We also have some shout outs shout out. for the month of January 2020. Elf Greg the Dark Knight Kettering, Caleb Togi Crawford, Will Schmuck, and Mr. One Luigi. Thanks. Shout, Shout out. out. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, you saying the T at the end got me. <laughs> oh, it's good to be back. <laughs> it's um, good to be back. Yeah, it was a good episode. I uh, love talking Fire Emblem. Me too. Love coming back to it. Um, new Switch stuff. It's like New Year, twenty ten. We got new consoles coming out. Yeah, it's gonna be exciting. Yeah, year. even if you're not into like this year's gonna be bomb. Even if you're really only into Nintendo stuff, I mean, it, you should really be excited about new consoles. Like it's gonna be awesome and stuff. Big stuff this year, and yeah, just keep praying for that Nintendo Direct. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like come on, come on, Nintendo, make it happen, and uh, <laughs> hopefully it's soon. But that's it. Welcome to New Year. Hope you all had a great holiday and uh, and having a good start to 2020. And until next time, may the way of the hero lead to the Triforce. 